Oh my God, you're never going to believe this. Attorney General Merrick Garland's approval ratings are plummeting. Also, apparently, they follow Merrick Garland's approval ratings. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they approved, uh, had had approval ratings on people like Merrick Garland. Right, well, what's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. And we're going to get started here in just one minute. A couple of big announcements. First of all, today's Hannah's birthday, our producer. And uh, we're making kind of a big deal about it, I guess. I went out and I got, she likes meat and cheese. In fact, she's on this weird carnivore diet. And when she first talked about the carnivore diet, I thought it meant that she had to go hunt and kill her own. I was like, oh, that's cool. So you're just going to be like hunting every day and whatever you capture and kill, you can eat. Uh, But apparently that's not it. Apparently she can just go to the store and buy meat and eggs and cheese and butter and anything that is like animal flesh or is a product that has been created by animal byproducts, meat, cheese, butter, all that other you know, all that other stuff that we already, the pork rinds, for example, she eat, eats pork rinds. I go, I thought you were on a diet. She goes, this is meat. And I go, it's meat, but it's been like deep fried and covered in God knows what else. Anyway, it's, it's working for her. She loves it. But when it comes to celebrating a birthday, it makes it a little, makes it a little, you know, difficult. For example, birthday cake, birthday cake is not made from any animal. I mean, there's eggs and milk, but there's also a lot of flour and sugar and icing and all. I don't even know what icing is made out of, but, but you know, you can't have that on. It's not, it's not like a carnivore diet appropriate, uh, treat. So I, but but it's her birthday. So I needed something to stick candles in so that she could blow out. And, um, and what we came up with was a meat cake or a beef cake, as I like to call it. And I got four burgers and I cooked them up nice and, you know, seasoned them nicely. Um, and what I, and then I got some spreadable goat cheese, 100% pure organic spreadable goat cheese. So I'm going to use that to ice. I'm going to make that like the icing in between the layers and then I'll, I'll stack it up and then we'll, you know, we'll cover it with icing, stick some candles in it and that'll be her. She'll have a beefcake for her birthday, which I'm very excited about. Also for lunch. You know, I was like, what do you want? Usually we get sushi, but she can't have she can't have rice or seaweed or any of that crap because no vegetables. either. That's the other thing. No vegetables. It's really weird. It's really weird. Um, But like I said, it's working for her. So we're doing uh, we're doing a charcuterie board and I got one and I'm going to make it. I'm going to try to make it in the shape of an American flag. So definitely follow me on Instagram, uh, Mark K on Instagram. Follow us on Locals. It's markk.locals.com. We'll post photos and and video and all sorts of fun stuff there so you can follow along. And that's announcement number one. Announcement number two is, what was announcement number two? Oh yeah, I was coming to work today and I stopped to get my coffee and I hear this woman with a bullhorn like from far off. And I, and I thought to myself, this is weird because it was early and I wasn't anywhere near a crowded street. Like I was in a parking lot of a mall and the mall was closed. Cause it was like seven 45. And I hear this woman in the bullhorn and I look over and way in the middle of the parking lot, like surrounded by nobody is a woman with a bullhorn talking into it. And there's no crowd around her. There's no car. She's in a part of the parking lot by like a closed by a store that doesn't even open until I think 10 o'clock. They're like, there's literally no one around her. And I just hear in the distance. And first I thought, you know, she's homeless and she's looking for money. But then I thought to myself, if she's homeless, how would she have a bullhorn? And why would she be yelling into it where there's where there's nobody around that could give her money? 
So I thought that's not it. Um, so I got in my car and you know what? I drove closer and I, and I rolled down my window and I was driving closer. And then all of a sudden I heard her. She was, she was, she was preaching the gospel. She was like, and Jesus loves you and he will come again in glory and Jesus will save you. And he has pronounced thy goodness through love and mercy. And I was like listening to her and she started waving at me and stuff. And I thought to myself, like, I want, I was glad that she was, you know, not homeless. That was nice. I was glad that she was, she was preaching the gospel. That's very, that's lovely. But I thought, but I was really kind of annoyed by her placement. (laughs) And I did, and I didn't like, I didn't, you know, people hate unsolicited advice. The, The worst kind of advice is unsolicited advice. I hate giving it. I try not to. I hate when I get it, which is way too often. And uh, and so I didn't want to, As I really had to stop myself from saying, hey, lady, you know, you're preaching to nobody. Like you're when you're, if you're evangelizing, if you're spreading the gospel, if you want people to know the good news, there's got to be people around. You know, that's, that's step one when it comes to evangelizing is, you know, know what you're talking about, know what you're trying to spread, have a convincing message, one that people can glom onto, uh, be able to answer questions about it, you know, in, in, intelligently. And, you know, then number two, go to where there's people and start talking about whatever it is you want to evangelize. You know, that's the, so she, and I didn't want to like, you know, I didn't want to be rude or anything. So I, so I sat there, I listened to her for a couple of minutes and I waved and then, uh, and then I drove away <laughs> and I left her in the middle of the parking lot. Maybe that's why she had the bullhorn. Maybe she thought if she had the bullhorn, then people far away could hear her, but it would have been better. I mean, had she gone to the coffee shop, which like she could have just walked to the drive through There's a Taco Bell, which wasn't open, but would be open soon enough. There's a McDonald's, there's a gas station. Hell, she could just go to the street corner like the actual homeless people do, stand there and preach the gospel and more people would hear her. But anyway, if you're evangelizing, this is my point. If you're evangelizing, whatever it is, if you're evangelizing the good news of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, if you're evangelizing uh, something about, you know, a healthy lifestyle, if you're evangelizing against the, the, the terrors of communism, if you're evangelizing, you know, about conservatism, which is what I do every single day, and how great it is and how we need to stop the evils of the, the socialist empires and dictators and tyrants, AKA the Democrats, you know, who are trying to ruin this country, um, you know, and, and all that stuff, then you need to make sure that you have an audience. And that's why I'm constantly, that's why I come in here early and I record this podcast. And I have to tell you, the audience on this podcast is X, it's growing exponentially. There's thousands of people now that listen every day to this podcast. And that's not shocking because it's really good. But, you know, when we started this podcast, I remember the first time I uploaded it, I think like 30 people heard it. And then the next day it was like 35. Then it was like 50. Then it dropped to like 10 because I think it was the weekend, you know, and everyone was like sleeping it. Then, uh, it, but anyway, and now there's like, I, I look at the stats every day and I go, man, Mark K saves the Republic is now being heard by thousands and thousands of people every day. And I appreciate that because the last thing I want to do is stand in the middle of an empty parking lot with a bullhorn preaching to nobody. So uh, I do appreciate that you guys are listening to this every single day. And apparently you're spreading the word as well. And if you could take some time today, if there's somebody, you know, 
you know, because people always say to me, Mark, I hear you. I love what you do. I'm so scared. You know, my relatives feel this way or I have a neighbor who feels this way and I just don't know what to say to them. You don't have to redo the work that I've done. You don't have to, you don't have to be me. I don't want to be you. You don't want to be me. I mean, I'm sure being you is lovely. I'm sure you're a lovely person. I'd, I mean, I'm, I'd love to be you, but I'm happy being me. Um, and you probably don't want me to be you either because, well, people would, you know, people would start hating you. Um, where was I saying? Oh yeah, but you don't have to redo the work that I'm doing. You can just, it's really easy. Take this podcast, wherever you hear it and copy the link and send it to somebody or repost it. We have, there's a guy who posts a clip of this podcast every single day on his Instagram. There are people that retweet this uh, every single day when I tweet it and, and you know, share it that way. Um, you know, it, if, it, if you like this message and if you think this is an important message that we need to spread, then all you have to do to spread it is it's like point, click, point, click, point, click. We make it so easy. All right. Uh, so thank you for that. And thank you to con for continuing to listen and for not making me look like a crazy homeless person standing in the middle of an empty parking lot yelling into a bullhorn. Although I do enjoy a good bullhorn. Let me have a sip of my coffee, speaking of which, and then we'll get on to it. All right. Katie Pavlich, Town Hall. Americans are further souring on A.G. Garland. After personally approving the raid on President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, Americans are further souring on Attorney General Merrick Garland. According to a new survey from Rasmussen Reports, Garland's approval rating is sitting in the 30s. Rasmussen found more voters still have a negative perception of Attorney General Merrick Garland than view him favorably and don't think he's doing a better job than his predecessors. A new national telephone and online survey by Rasmussen reports finds that 36 percent of likely U.S. voters have a favorable impression of Garland, including 22% who have a very favorable view of him. By the way, that 22% is all every elected Democrat in Congress, the Clintons and Hunter Biden, I would imagine. Uh, that's up from 30% who viewed Garland favorably in October. However, 42% now view Garland unfavorably. That's up from 39% in October, including, including rather 32% who have a very unfavorable impression of the attorney general. 21% are not sure, which means they don't even know who Merrick Garland is. 21% are like, who? I don't even know. I don't even know who that is. And then they just put him in that. They put him in that category. Uh, I think what, what happened with Merrick Garland is Merrick Garland was a folk hero to many for no good reason whatsoever. The fact that he didn't get the job of Supreme Court justice, which thank God this guy didn't get the role of Supreme Court justice. Could you imagine how bad it would be if, you know, give him credit, give him credit for this one. But Mitch McConnell he stymied the nomination of Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court of the United States. And that was probably if, if Mitch McConnell has done nothing good in his time in the Senate, which a lot of people would argue um, he's done that. And that is something that, that you should remember. That is something that needs to be heralded because when you look at Merrick Garland as an individual, he's weak, he's feeble, he's malleable, and he is totally under the influence of the left. He's totally under the influence of the socialist, um, you know, lunatics who run the party. In fact, it's really interesting to me how the left has been a, has just anybody. I mean, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Bernie, all these people that have been in Congress for decades back when the left was actually just the Democrat Party and not the socialist lunatics that they are now. They have. 
they have bowed down. They have handed over their power to the lunatics. And Merrick Garland, who again has been in what, maybe they just get, maybe you get to a point where you're just so tired. You know, you're just like, oh, F it, just whatever. You know, just you guys, fine. You guys want to kill babies the day before they're born. You want to abort babies while you're giving birth or two weeks later, whatever. Maybe you, you, you the breast feeding, maybe your areolas get sore. You're like, you know what? Let's abort this baby now because it's just not my boobs look horrible. If that's the, if that's what you want, fine. I just don't have the energy anymore. I'm 80 years old. I've been in Washington. Whatever you want, just shut up already. Maybe that's it. Uh, maybe there's something else going on behind the scenes where they believe that they're, and I think this is probably more likely. I think that the Democrats, uh, two things are going on. Number one, they're drunk with power. And for a lot of people like Nancy Pelosi, like Chuck Schumer, like Joe Biden, like the Clintons, if they're not in power, if they don't get that, that public, uh, you know, if they don't get that public acceptance that comes with winning elections or holding office, then they feel despondent, not even despondent. I feel like they feel like empty and soulless, which probably they are. Uh, but that that's the only thing that fills them up. The Their egos are so big that they cannot handle being repudiated publicly by, by an electorate or by a voting bloc. I mean, look at what Hillary Clinton, when she lost to Donald Trump, it took her three days. That lady took three days. She was crying and moaning and eating tubs of Haagen-Dazs and God knows whatever else she was doing, but she did not concede for three days. She had to come with grit to grips with the fact that nobody was ready for Hillary. Nobody liked her. Didn't nobody, didn't nobody, nope, wasn't nobody with Hillary. We weren't ready for Hillary. On the contrary, we wanted Donald Trump over her and and she couldn't hack it. Uh, I think the same thing goes with a lot of these old folks. That's why they stay in office. They figured out a way to make money. They figured out a way to make some notoriety. They figured out that they have a lot of power and respect. And so they just stay there. Also, let's face it, the work ain't that hard. Merrick Garland barely works. What does he do every day? He gave one speech. It was five minutes long. Joe Biden's always on vacation. Nancy Pelosi, I mean, I don't even, I don't think even what she does is considered work. And all she does is call her husband, let him know what contracts are about to be approved by the U.S. government so that he can go and do, make his day trades, you know, make his millions of dollars so that eventually they can retire in Jupiter, Florida with a nice $25 million home. Uh, so that that's basically what it is. But I think there's a second part to it too. And this is also important. By remaining in power, by remaining in power, they continue to hide their secrets. They continue to hide their crimes. The skeletons stay in the closet. The bodies are, are, are for, they're buried and nobody can exhume the corpses and study them and see what really happened. And I know it sounds like I've been watching a lot of Dateline lately and I have. I have Dateline uh, Fatal Flaw, which is really actually kind of, it's really good if you don't, if you like that kind of true crime stuff. Uh, but anyway, so it, that's, that's the other thing. They know that as soon as the power shifts, especially this time, the next attorney general is not going to be William Barr. The next attorney general is not going to be Jeff Sessions. The next attorney general is going to be somebody like Rudy Giuliani. The next attorney general is going to be somebody uh, who is ready, willing, and able to fight. They're going to go after everybody. They're not going to stop. They're going to take a look, at, a long look at the criminal history of the Democrat Party 
and its operatives, and they are going to investigate, investigate, investigate. They're going to dig up the bodies. They're going to open up the closets and rifle through them, much like the FBI did with Melania Trump's closet. Only this time, they're not just going to find some really lacy lingerie and probably some really expensive perfume. And, uh, you know, I, I, and you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't speculate or fantasize about what's in Melania's closet. Um, where now I'm distracted. Where was I? Oh yeah. Then they're going to dig up the, and they're going to find the evidence and they're going to prosecute. And the Democrats know that. So I think what they've got, they've got this number one, they've got this, this ingrained need, this yearning to just stay in power because it's the only thing that fulfills them. It's the only thing that makes their lives complete. That's number one. And number two, they know that they have to stay in power because if they lose the power, then they are going to be hunted and they're not going and no, we're not going to stop until we 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 stand we're standing over their bloody carcasses like like big game hunters in Africa holding up their heads and smiling for the camera and posting it on Instagram and then just relishing in the hate mail that we get from people that say, oh my God, I can't believe you poached Hunter Biden. What's wrong with you, murderer? I mean, we're not actually going to murder. I mean, it's all figurative. It's all a metaphor for hunting them and, you know, we'll capture them and we'll put them in a zoo known as, as Leavenworth. That's probably a better way to put it. That'll probably keep the authorities, uh, the authorities off my back. Anyway, so that that's it. They've got this need. They've got this need and this greed. And then they've also got to make sure that their crimes um, are not found out. They've got, they, they want that freedom, need, greed, and they want to remain freed. That's kind of that's kind of what it is. And I think that's why they've given in to this far left, this radical ideology. They know that they've got to play ball with AOC or she'll kick them to the curb. They know that they need those younger voters or else they're going to lose everything. Ninety five percent of Democrat voters under the age of 30 don't want Joe Biden to even run. Ninety five percent of Democrat voters under the age of 30 do not want Joe Biden to run, which means they will they will firmly back a, a, a new candidate, not the incumbent, but somebody who comes in in place of Joe Biden, or they will go third party and vote for somebody like Andrew Yang gang. And that would be the best thing for the Republicans in 2024. Uh, the worst thing for the Democrats. In fact, I wrote to Andrew Yang because he has this new party called Forward. It's the forward party. It's not backward. It's forward. And he keeps tweeting about it all the time. And he's like, forward party, third party. We need a party. There's this bipartisan conglomerate monopoly on our freedoms. You got it, whatever. And, uh, and I said, Hey, I'm all about you running as part of the forward party. Where do I, where do I make my donation? Because man, if we could get, if we could get the Republican candidate, whether it's Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or somebody other, some other strong candidate uh, versus Joe Biden on one side and Andrew Yang gang on the other. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's, that's the, I mean, that's saving the Republic right there. That's saving the Republic right there. All right, listen, thanks so much again for joining me. Don't forget to go to our locals page, markk.locals.com. You'll see all kinds of great photos and things. You'll see all kinds of great uh, information about the birthday today. We've got some videos and whatnot. So it should be really, really, uh, really exciting. And then of course, on Tuesday of next week, we're going to, we're gonna bring you um, another live post-show uh, interview. You know what else I'm going to do? I mean, I did an interview with, uh, you may have heard the podcast, but we did a video interview with Representative uh, Congressman Michael Waltz, and he was great. And I have video of the whole thing. It's all edited up. I'm going to upload that to locals here in about an hour or so, so you can watch that. Uh, you can watch that as well. But only if you're a subscriber, Mark K 
www.locals.com.